Happy Friday and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your tribal chief and your mayor, the one and only. Uh, this guy can't mute his computer. Uh, he's also my wise man and my vice it, mayor. It turned out the computer was already muted yeah. in my defense. And so uh, I was just making sure. And, you know, no. if and you if you try to mute a computer that's already muted, it turns out you unmute the computer. So he's science. full of excuses. It's the one and only Jesse Friedman. <laughs> welcome in and welcome. Of course, happy Friday to you all. Uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Yesterday, we had MLB uh, Pipeline's very exciting top 100 prospects reveal on the MLB network, which we will get to shortly. But uh, we have some more news involving the MLB network and an Arizona Diamondback player. Uh, Cattell Marte has been ranked the eighth best second base uh, second baseman in all of baseball by MLB.com. Uh, however, MLB network who ranked him as the top second baseman in all of baseball uh, prior to last season, uh, won't be fooled again, and they do not have Marte in their top 10. So, Jesse, I guess, uh, does eight seem a little bit more reasonable for Cattell Marte uh, than one? And uh, Or are they <laughs> overvaluing Marte over at MLB.com? Are they much like us? Yeah, I think I think what it, what it says about Marte is that I mean, there is still some recent performance here that was very, very good, right? Cattell was hurt a lot in 2021, but he was a very, very good player. And, you know, it was about a year ago that the Diamondbacks signed an extension with Cattell Marte, and every Diamondbacks fan was very excited about it because he seemed like a jackpot guy to extend, especially for, I want to say, five years, 76 million. It seemed like a total steal for a player of his caliber. But, you know, we saw the, the injury bug uh you know hurt his season in a big way in 2022 he still played a decent number of games but i think it's fair to say that Cattell was not really fully himself for a good portion of the year i think the hamstring issues held him back defensively there are a number of questions there um but yeah i don't think the eighth ranking is necessarily too crazy um, you look around the league and there's there aren't that many elite second basemen in baseball right now. Right. Just, it's just kind of the state of the game. You look around the league, Jose Altuve, probably the clear front runner here. Andres Jimenez had an extraordinary season for the Cleveland Guardians last year. He's a guy that uh, hopefully baseball fans will become more acquainted with in the coming years because he deserves all of the flowers in, in my book Absolutely. for the season that he just had. Um, but after that, you know, Jeff McNeil, 326 batting average last year. That's kind of what he does. He doesn't necessarily, you know, hit for much power. He doesn't walk a ton, uh, but his bat-to-ball skills are, are really off the charts. And, um, you know, after that, I, I'm not sure there really are any clearly elite second basemen in the game. Uh, that's just kind of where Major League Baseball is right now at that position. Uh, it's it's like his 106 OPS plus, right? He's just good enough to be above average. Uh, and that, yeah. that, small, that small margin of being better than average is enough to make you to get you on the top 10 list. I mean, he still he struggled at times. I still think uh, a lot of it was due to injury, but that that seems like a cop out, right? Just to say it's automatically due to injury. You just can't yeah. help but notice that that guy, you know, dropped off the way he did last year and and he just continued to have the over the last 2 years just a, a number of injuries that seemed to kind of linger and and cause him problems. I think Marte is still uh, a a key piece to this team and we both have said that we feel like he is going to rebound this year. And to be honest, his numbers last year weren't terrible. They just weren't the guy that the Diamondbacks extended and kind of looked to be the 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 
I guess the crown jewel of their yeah. of their franchise for the time being. Now with the younger guys coming up, and honestly with Marte's contract being relatively team friendly, it feels like he's playing adequately enough for him to not be a, a failure as far as you know the extending him and, and having him further be a part of this team. It just still feels like there's untapped potential there that he could get back to. He was just, uh, you know, we said it about Marte. He's a guy that hits 320, and that's kind of a joke we make, but to be honest, that's kind of something We, we that, really believed it going into right? last year. I mean, we really believed it. It seemed like he was going to be that guy again. But um, And I, I don't know. I think that often we've talked about guys we think are going to rebound. In 2023, Mark Melanson has been a name we kind of throw around. Some of the other guys on this team think Christian Walker has the potential to have a very good season after the slow start that he had in 2022 if he can kind of continue on on the path he was in the second half. Jake McCarthy as well. He's another guy that if he continues down that path in the second half, yeah. he could be incredibly uh, good for this team next year. The thing about Cattell is we've seen how good he can be. And I think that right there, seeing how good consistently he can be over a season when it isn't, uh, when, when injuries aren't getting in his way. So I, I truly believe uh, that next year is going to be probably a season more like what we're used to from Cattell, but a season people will rave about because of, of his, you know, hopefully his ability to bounce back. Yeah, I mean, looking at at this contract, which again, I mean, everyone was stoked about this a year ago when it was first signed. So Cattell is due to make eleven million in twenty twenty three, which is fine. That's sure. not that much. Um, I believe it would have been ten million in his previous contract with the new deal that got bumped up to eleven million. Uh, twenty twenty four thirteen million, twenty twenty five sixteen million. That's also true for twenty twenty six. Then twenty twenty seven, it goes down to fourteen million, and then you've got a thirteen million dollar club option with a $3 million buyout in 2028. So none of the, the number never gets higher than 16 million. The D-backs will never be paying Cattell more than $16 million a year, but his defense took a big step back last year. We've talked about that a lot over the off season. And to me, that's, that's almost the thing that's most concerning. I think Cattell's a good enough hitter that I do expect a moderate uh, bounce back this season if you look at the projections I think Zips is very high on on Cattell Marte having you know an 800 850 OPS I'm not sure I'm quite yeah. that bullish after what I saw last year um, but the defense is going to be a big question because if Cattell Marte at 29 years old I want to say if he's already at the point where he needs to be a DH in this league that's not what the D-backs were signing up for. I, I don't think they expected Marte's defense to deteriorate that quickly. Uh, Tori Lovello talked about it at the winter meetings. Uh, he actually was in the Dominican Republic and visited with Cattell. And, and they talked a little bit about his defense. And especially with the shift restrictions coming, it's going to put a lot more stress on second baseman in particular. Um, Cattell is not going to be able to get you know bailed out by... Nick Ahmed coming over, you know, whatever kind of defensive shifting the Diamondbacks might do. Yeah. So it's going to put a lot of pressure on him. And if he's the same defender he was last year, potentially disastrous scenario for the D-backs, like a potential situation where Cattell just kind of has to DH most of the time because he's just killing you with his defense at second base. I don't know if he's going to be that bad, but it's going to be interesting to see how the defensive shift restrictions impact that. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if a uh, 800 OPS is so crazy over an 800. It's not. No, it's because, not that crazy. Uh, it's 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 an odd year, Jesse. It and is an odd year. That's a great point. In 2019, <laughs> he had a 981 OPS. Uh, 2020, 732. 2021, 909 OPS. 2022, uh, not so hot. 727. Uh, so here we are. 
back on an odd year. So I'm guessing he's going to have an OPS around 993. That's what his OPS is going to be around. <laughs> Science. Science. <laughs> Science. Uh, well, he's not the only extremely highly ranked uh, player on this team. As, as we talked about a, a little while ago, MLB Pipeline released their top 100 prospects list in a very exciting MLB Network special. I enjoyed the way that they did it. They had me glued uh, yeah, to my they, television set all night long. They really have it figured out. They like, they, they're like, yeah, if you, yeah, we can play as many commercials as we want oh, yeah. to in well, between like every five or ten five prospects. prospects. We don't even need to talk about all five. We'll like throw a couple of guys in there and like, <laughs> yeah, he's good. Anyway, moving on to these other two guys we know more about, but... Uh, the D-backs had four prospects in the top 100, Gabriel Moreno being the only one that we've seen on Baseball America's list that isn't on this list or other publications list due to the Toronto Blue Jays kind of screwing ooh, screwing that up. See how angry I am? I'm smacking my mic about it. <laughs> uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays had him uh, up, not actually playing enough technically, just had him on the main roster enough for him to uh, lose his rookie status or his prospect status. Uh, but they did have the other four guys, the same guys we've seen on Baseball America's list, Brandon Fott, Drew Jones, Jordan Lawler, and Corbin Carroll. However, uh, Brandon Fott was much lower, and everybody else was kind of extremely high, to be honest. Brandon Fott was 59th, and that's where Jesse and I both kind of, I think, realistically had him ranked a little bit more. That's why Baseball America's yeah. uh, ranking of him in the top 30 uh, was a bit surprising. But Brandon Fott is still going to be an excellent pitcher for this organization. He's going to debut this year, and he's honestly the best pitching prospect that they have uh period and he might he might be better than some of the guys even on the main roster right now as we speak but uh drew jones jordan lawler and corbin carroll all in the top 15 yeah it's insane it's absolutely insane we talked about the baseball america rankings and how crazy those were the other day this is almost equally crazy uh like you said they don't have brandon fought quite as high uh they're not quite as high on his slider in particular mm -hmm. they haven't they haven't met at 55 on the 20 to 80 scale for a slider and a 55 in command on the 20 to 80 scale. Both of those numbers were 60 for Baseball America. So you can kind of see where the disparity came from. But yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at this yesterday. Only 11 of the 30 teams in baseball had even one representative in the top 15. Only 11 teams in baseball. That's less than half the league had a top 15 prospect. The D-backs have three of them, right? It's it's an insane. It's a little yeah. bit top heavy, right? The system's a little top heavy. We're seeing that in these rankings, right? It's it's Lawler, Jones, and Corbin Carroll, right, at the top of all these lists. Yeah. And then you may or may not have have Brandon Fott, depending on on the list. I don't think we're going to see Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, Davis, and Dale Santos. I don't think we're going to see them in any top 100s this year. Um, so it's a little top heavy, but being top heavy is not the worst thing no, in the world no. when when you've got the caliber of players the D-backs do. And Davison De Los Santos was ranked in the top 10 for third base prospects. He was. So he was he is ranked as far as mlb.com uh, pretty highly on on their list as well. Uh that damn Gunnar Henderson though. Yeah. He seems to be the Gunner thorn Henderson, thorn, thorn, thorn in our side <laughs> when it comes to Corbin Carroll getting his flowers at the top. Uh that was exciting to watch uh as it went down. Uh as Mac Huff pointed out uh yes watching the pipeline special did go a little li bit like here's corbin carroll and jordan Walk walker and whopper 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 <laughs> i know i know shane's gonna love that i did that but uh that, that's basically how it went i was i was fine though because d-backs were up there and that was fun. uh orioles speaking of which i'm very jealous of because they had the most prospects in the uh in the top 100 including yeah. gunder henderson at number uh one overall but they had eight prospects 
in the top 100. Very impressive for a team yeah. that had a similar bounce back. I think uh, the Diamondbacks, Mets, and the Orioles were the three top teams as far as their improvement from 2021 to 2022. So it's great to see uh, the you know a, a team like the Orioles not only already kind of coming out of it, much like the D-backs are, but also having that you know amazing those amazing young prospects in their system ready to go and come up and you know slowly make this team better over the next few years much like we'll see with the D-backs yeah we also saw another guy on the on the Orioles list that was among those eight on the top 100 was Heston Kerstad yeah. who we saw yeah. in the fall league he was the fall league MVP uh so yeah this is something I'm, I'm thinking about potentially writing about is kind of comparing the, the Diamondbacks and the Orioles and where they because they they've kind of had a similar path the last few years, right? Mm-hmm. They were both miserable baseball teams yes. in 2021. Yeah. Both had pretty remarkable um, bounce backs last remember, year. Remember how mad we were about Josh Van Meter losing us Elijah Green? Yes, oh, man, how yes. things change. <laughs> and now Elijah Green, I think, is 46 yes. on, the, on the top yes, 100 I, list. I texted you that last night that I was very uh, kind of giddy about how that pivoted. In our Elijah favor. Green's the type of guy who could be the number one prospect in baseball in a couple years. Sure. So it's sure. just he. The, the issue with Elijah Green has nothing to do with the ceiling and everything to do with the floor. It's a question of like, is this guy going to swing and miss too much to even really be like a viable major league hitter? Um, but the ceiling is still sky high. It's every bit as high as we thought it could be, you know, when we were thinking about that a couple years ago. So um, I also think like looking ahead to next year, could Jordan Lawler be sort of the Corbin Carroll of this year where he's in the top one, two, or three of prospect lists next year, I could see that. If Jordan Lawler comes out this season, has a big year, maybe he gets to the majors at the end of the season, not impossible. I could see a scenario where we're talking next offseason and Jordan Lawler is number one, number two, number three, you know, in at least that top five of some of these lists. MLB Pipeline and MLB.com or, or the MLB Network, they were very, very complimentary of the Arizona Diamondbacks, even though they don't have as many prospects as some of the other teams that do have a lot of prospects in the top 100. Uh, Orioles, like I said, had the most with eight. Guardians and Dodgers were tied with the second most with seven each. The Diamondbacks with their uh, with their four prospects. But uh, according to the piece by uh, MLB Pipeline, Arizona boasts arguably the best big four of any prospect group this year. Yeah. And again, if that isn't something that gets you excited, then check your pulse. Um, I, I, I don't know what what else, uh, at least for the future of this team, would be more exciting than hearing those words. I mean, maybe having eight like the Orioles did and, and kind of, you know, still contending. I think the Orioles ended with a plus 500 record, but um, they did speak yeah, about the Arizona. They're, they're a little ahead of the D-backs right now, I right. think most people would say. Um, but not not too far off. And, no, and, and their division is possibly even more miserable yeah. than the Diamondbacks yeah. division. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, But they did speak about the Arizona outfield being a no-fly zone in the future uh, as far as once they have Drew Jones. And I'll, I'll even throw a, a bold prediction out there, a bullish take, if as Jesse would say. But uh, I will say that the next time we get this top 100 prospects ranking, not midseason, but at this time next year, I wouldn't be surprised to see Drew Jones actually be the Arizona's top prospect yeah. surpassing uh, Jordan Lawler. Yeah, I think there's a very possible, it is very possible that the Diamondbacks could have both Jones and Lawler in like a top five next year. That wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me because we haven't seen, we haven't even seen Drew Jones play a professional game yet. And we've only seen one full professional season of Jordan Lawler. And it's really hard for guys to be in the top, you know, top five 
when they haven't really played much above a ball, right? And that's kind of where Jordan Lawler is right now. We saw him in the fall league. We saw him a little bit in double A, but he kind of struggled there. Uh, if he's able to prove some things this season, he really could move up, move up those lists in a big way. Brett Johnson in the comments says, also, how happy are y'all that Miggy Montero is back? That's a very exciting thing. I'm very excited about Miggy Montero being back. I loved Miguel Montero. Uh, he was around when I first started covering this team. And there was just something as a new uh, journalist, if you want to call me that, uh, <laughs> that was uh, he was very comforting to speak to Miguel Montero. Sometimes it's intimidating to talk to some of these guys and especially doing game recaps where you're coming at them after a loss and expecting them not to be fired up or take your questions to offense to your questions. Right. Uh, Miguel Montero was always kind of a, a calming voice uh, in the clubhouse and it was always a pleasure to be around him. So it's great to have him back. And honestly, it's great to have guys back you know, as members of the organization now that are no longer playing ball that, that, you know, are, are working for the Diamondbacks. I know it's an absolute pleasure to see Luis Gonzalez and Randy Johnson around the ballpark all the time. And yeah, you know, I mean, that's the backs love their former players. Man. Yeah. So do we, we do too. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone does. Gonzo is the man. And I'll, uh, I need, I remind you the fact that one day he let me cut line at Dutch brothers. Like who does that? Who lets <laughs> people cut line at Dutch bros? Uh, an, an absolute baby angel that's who um but i'm gonna need uh jesse i'm gonna need you because you're always criticizing our dog noises i need you to give me your best bark jesse roof oh that's pretty good actually that's pretty good yeah, you, it I at least sounded like a dog i wasn't expecting you to like really try but that was good that was really good <laughs> that was more of an overdog why than you, an underdog why do you doubt me Derek? i don't know, I don't know because uh me? Uh, because I, I haven't heard about you winning one thing on Underdog Fantasy, and that's that's it, that's why I doubt you. But uh, <laughs> Underdog da Fantasy, of course, does daily fantasy differently. Grab five of your friends, get together, pick some pick some teams, and win some cold hard cash. The highest scoring squad for that night wins that money. You can draft six NBA players with no positional limits, and that's it. Then you just go stats and points, fantasy points, and see who wins. Uh, it's a fun time because I don't like getting involved in entire seasons of anything. Uh, I am a fantasy football person at the most, and even that lasts way too long for me. They added an extra game to the season. What the hell? Uh, you but, would not survive fantasy baseball. No, I want. I wouldn't. I barely survived a fantasy hockey season one time, and I had no business playing that. But <laughs> the best part about this is you can get down on a fantasy for a night instead of an entire season. You can also get down on their pick'ems games, higher, lower, on a wide variety of stats and, and different categories for you to choose from. And the more that you add, the more money you can win. It's this easy to get started, too. Go over to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, and like Brett Johnson says, pitch count bets till we die. Let's go. Uh Easy, easy. It's easy money over at the Underdog <laughs> uh, Fantasy app. Four Peaks Brewing Company, by the way, we wanted to once again give our thanks. We had a blast over there on Wednesday. Chicken tendies and beers all over the place. Uh, their new beers were great. Make sure to try those out uh, before they run out because they were already out of the Recreational Juice Tank IPA, which makes me sad. I wanted to try it. Uh, but you can still try their Staycation Super Juicy IPA. And more importantly, you can get down on the Super Bowl over at Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, we'll also be there every last Wednesday of the month. So if you didn't catch us this Wednesday, catch us next month. Uh, I think their patio a, is glorious. Their patio is so, so good. It's just so nice uh, Personal story. We I really bundled up. Jesse really bundled up. And uh, <laughs> it, we over we overshot it a little bit. We were, <laughs> we were a little too warm for the patio out there because it's It Phoenix. turns out 62 degrees is not synonymous 
synonymous with a Chicago winter, Correct. which is what yeah. we were all preparing yeah, for. Yeah, we were in the sunshine. <laughs> it was kind of beautiful out. You know, there was lots of things there to be. I wore a North Face puffer jacket. He did. He did. I saw it. I saw it. In about five minutes and I was like, uh-huh. what? What the yeah, hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> I put uh I, I believe while while he was showing me that I was putting up the sunshade over my table so that way I could block the sun out of my face. But uh yeah, like Jesse said, Four Peaks Brewing Company patio is beautiful. Bunch of uh bunch of places to have the Super Bowl with your friends or just go out there for lunch, whatever. And if you can't make it out to Four Peaks, grab their beer wherever you get your beer uh, here in the valley. They are come on, uh, let's let's shop local brands and let's support Four Peaks Brewing Company. Of course, must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, People are, are really complimentary my bark. <laughs> yeah, your bark was good. I'm telling you. <laughs> Although like, Gabriel said that sounded like my dog when she said. I like Felix. Felix uh, Kenneth Felix said Jesse, Jesse's got that dog in him. So I, I appreciate that. Kenneth, uh, I can't. I can't attest. This guy does have that. Dog <laughs> Jesse, you a big DMX fan? Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. Uh, no, that was idea. kind of a small puppy. No, no, that's no, a pretty young brand. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> all right, but uh, we actually are, of course, not only your your leading source of barks uh, for Arizona Diamondbacks news, but we're your leading source of uh, jersey information and hat information. We pride ourselves on that. And we actually have some new information. Again, much like the spring training hat, uh, unconfirmed. We have no confirmation from the team. But uh, according to uh, some information I was sent from a source, the D-backs are going to be utilizing the A logo once again this season as their primary logo with the red and teal. Uh, and this is, you can check out their Twitter account and you'll see that they have up there at the top, they've changed it to that guy. Mm. That guy's all over the place, Jesse. I so like you're, that one. So you're saying that one's here to stay. This isn't just like uh, they're going to do that for spring training well, or something and then switch it back? This is their 25th anniversary. So I have been told that they have a lot of stuff coming in to celebrate the 25th anniversary. And I think that the direction that they're going to go with this is that this is going to be like the the – the mending of the two the, the two generations. You're going to have the Sedona Red and the Teal. I know that it's been very popular, especially this version of it, even though it does look a little bit like the Miami Marlins stuff, I'll admit. Um, but I just love it. I think it pops on the jersey. I think all together it looks Marlins don't good. really have red. No, 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 no. It's not so. the red. It's just the outline of the yeah. blue and the... And, and the Teal is pretty much the same pretty, as the Marlins Pretty teal, close, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, fun fact, by the way, about that A logo, it was designed by Campbell Fisher Ditko, a Phoenix based graphic firm, uh, graphic design firm, who also designed the Streaking Suns logo that the Suns are using again this year, yeah. the ones from the mid 90s. And fun fact, uh, it's also the design firm that designed the PHNX Suns logo that they currently use on PHNX really? Suns. Yes. Did he design our PHNX D backs logo? He did not. No, oh. sadly. No, no. I wish he did, though, because that would be very exciting. <laughs> uh, we also have some uh, other unconfirmed information in regards to uh, that A and the jersey. Uh, we've been informed that the only white jersey the D-backs will be wearing from last season is this teal kit design, which is currently listed as their alternate one kit, their, their first alternate. So this will be the D-backs primary home uniform for the year, uh, unconfirmed. I, I, don't know if I don't know if they'll use that hat. They might use the A hat with this combination. Ah, but but okay. regardless, I think that's a that's a slick look. I I've always thought this was the nicest looking home jersey. They I had, me too. Honestly, me too. I it's one it of those things highly. where like you get a little tired of like in a situ <laughs> in, in some ways you want like the really cool uniform to be kind of a rare thing. Like oh, they're wearing that really cool jersey today. Like if you wore it every day, then maybe it wouldn't be as special. But I personally have the belief that like this has always been kind of their their best home uniform, yeah. at least over the last few years. 
And so, yeah, use it every day. Like, it, no. I think it's really cool. And um, I know people, of course, are clamoring for the, for the purple and teal to come back. I think, unfortunately, that's that's just not going to happen. Um, but bringing the teal back in is kind of the compromise that I think they're they're making with fans. And I don't know if fans are necessarily satisfied <laughs> with that, but uh, but I do like it. I do. Um, I, I do think it's a really good look for them. I, I will say this, interestingly enough, I've gotten some information that like within the organization, they were very surprised that people hated the Sedona red and sand as much as they did. I think they really thought that it was going to be like a tr- unique thing here in the NL West with no other red teams yeah. in the NL West and that people were going to enjoy having that difference from the Colorado Rockies also sharing the purple with us. I have a couple ideas for jerseys, and I know it's too late to get them in for this season, but I would love to see a a jersey with no buttons, just a, like a jersey, you know, with the V-neck, maybe the A logo on the side, or even the Los D-backs one, which I think is really cool. But because it has more words, I think it might look sure. good without the sure. split yeah. down the middle, if, if, I'm, if I'm being frank. Uh, I'd also love, like, okay, you're not going to bring back the the purple and the teal, right? No. I maybe don't think so. can we bring back maybe the pinstripe vest look? Maybe can we bring mm. back a new version of that? Like do it the make it look like the old one, but do it in the in this color scheme of the Sedona red and the teal and the black. I feel like and and yeah, I mean we don't have any information on this yet, but if the D-backs are embracing like a let's go back to the roots, right? Like let's merge the the modern D-backs look with with where it started back in 98. I feel like there's a lot of room for them to do something like that where they have, I don't know, maybe it's a throwback Thursday thing like they did in the past where they like fully, fully embrace like what the uniforms used to look like. Uh, They haven't done the throwback Thursday thing in in a few years, which as we talked about yesterday is still sort of baffling to me. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of room for them to to I don't know, kind of bring it back to the old days of, of what fans used to really enjoy, even if. That's not going full on back to purple and teal. Nicholas in the comments said, I want to see a primary black jersey with the teal A kind of like how they did with the Los D-backs jersey from a while back. Yeah, that Los D-backs jersey, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. It just, it pops on the black with the maroon and then the yeah, teal outline. That, it looks, just looks, that great. looks great. Yeah, it looks great. It would be great. It would be great to see them do something just different, you know, just try to be different. You well, know? they did something pretty different. Uh what year was that? 14, 2014? Oh, yeah. Gradient oh, they patterns. were different. Yeah, gradient <laughs> patterns. Now we just have them on our bald heads is all we have gradient <laughs> patterns on. But uh, interesting, another interesting fact that came from my source at the team shop is I did. I was told that uh, there is a slight chance that we might see some sort of change next year because uh, there's basically like a uh, – it's not business as usual as far as like the designs and stuff. It really feels like there might be – uh, more like brand new stuff coming in next year. So hmm. keep, keep I, I thought we might see it this year. I thought this, the 25th anniversary was the biggest, uh, the most appropriate time to see it. But uh, who knows? I mean, maybe now would be a great time or maybe next year, you know, whenever. I don't care. It's always a good time for teal and, and purple. So uh, thank you guys, by the way, for being here. If you haven't already done so, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX YouTube uh, channel. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live or any of our other shows go live. And if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Uh, so leave us a review. We always appreciate <laughs> your feedback. Uh, Brett, I am going to continue to teach you. Oh, yeah. Brett, you're absolutely right. That was <laughs> that was 2016. Hashtag join the evolution. Join there the evolution. Go. But that's it's weird to me that that's still like the primary jersey you find when you look up d 
D-backs jerseys. It's all yeah, that stuff there are a lot of people who still think the D-backs uniforms are terrible because those jerseys are like forever ingrained in their minds. Yep. I personally, I didn't dislike them that much at the time. I remember thinking that the gray was too dark, but I was one of the few who actually thought they were okay at the time. And I genuinely think the team's uniforms are great now. That's just me. Uh, Nicholas digs the shirt, and I dig Nicholas. Uh, Matt Cuff says the black Serpientis jersey that was a giveaway jersey last year. They should. I agree with that. The the swapping of it where it's black with the words in in beige yeah. was was hot. It's yeah, hot they jersey. really should. Yeah, I don't even know why they made that just to tantalize us, just yeah. to be like, this is what it could look like, but we're not giving it to you. You know. <laughs> um, also, if you haven't done so already, sign up. For a PHNX Diehards membership, get Jesse's wonderful writing, no matter uh, if it's unlocked or locked behind the paywall. Uh, also get the wonderful writing from Gerald, Craig, and all of our other writers, Howard, as well. Uh, we also have uh, a free T-shirt, free hat, free piece of merchandise from the PHNXLocker.com. You can get this amazing shirt from the PHNXLocker.com as your free shirt or this hat that I'm wearing. I'm wearing all the merch. Uh, you get 20% off as well on all your future orders. You also get 20% off uh, events and other discounts from our partners. You get members-only merch, members-only discounts, uh, all sorts of stuff, members-only access to our Discord, members-only events, and so much more. So make sure to sign up for a DieHards membership over at gophnx.com. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, whether you are a member or not, we appreciate you, but we love you even more uh, for becoming a DieHard. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, whether you're DieHard or not a DieHard, you need to send Jesse Friedman your ideas for what furniture he needs for his house for more furniture because this is getting exhausting um jesse uh again just believes strongly in the chase lounges he asked me if they make like an outdoor chase lounge and i was like no and then he sent me like 15 oh they pictures. absolutely he make said, outdoor chase so lounges. many of them i was like why would you even want that and he said derek chase lounges in every room but uh whether he gets those or not he's gonna be able to have them delivered by morefurniture.com, but I really think you should get some more stuff. Uh, visit More Furniture on the crossroads of 45th Street McDowell and use promo code PHNX to get free delivery and installation on any purchase of $999 or more. This is not available online, so make sure to visit that specific location at 44th Street McDowell for that discount. This is a limited time offer only that is valid until January 31st, exclusively for our PHNX listeners. So take advantage now. Go get your house spruced up just in time. Maybe in time for the Royal Rumble tomorrow. Maybe in time for the Super Bowl next weekend. Uh, whatever. Whatever whatever your cup of tea is. I'm trying to cover my whole audience, and I know my audience. Uh, <laughs> uh, but regardless, go to check out morefurniture.com. Before we get out of here, Jesse and I just wanted to once again say how much we really, really miss Zach Granke. Zach Granke remains a free <laughs> agent. Uh, and, of course, that's not right. Somebody should snatch. Zach Granke up. I think the pitching ninja, uh, aka Rob Friedman, yesterday on Twitter dedicated his account to Granke, maybe to help him get picked up by a team. But it was fun to reminisce and go through all of the all the weird times that we had with Zach Granke. And if nothing more, I told Jesse, like I've had to like cover my mouth from laughing very hard at Zach Granke and the comments he makes and how funny he just naturally is as a person. <laughs> But the most fascinating thing to me about him is he's not even trying most of the time. Like the Granky last name thing during yeah. Players Weekend where that was his nickname. I, I don't even think he was trying to be funny. I literally think mm -hmm. he was just like, what do you want on the back of your jersey, Zach? And he's like, Granky. Yeah, like, no, I mean, I mean, it's the most Zach Granky response it really possible <laughs> to that question. It's completely on brand. Um, but, of course, we uh, went through memory lane a little bit. Uh, Friedman posted gifts and quotes quotes from uh, Granky, including a GIF showing Zach Granke's career fastest strike 
at 100.4 miles per hour and his slowest strike at 51.5 miles an hour. Honestly, the 100.4 surprises me a little bit more. Because you've seen the EFIS pitch before. We've seen the I mean, 51.4. I mean, that's that's pretty insane. But to imagine Zach Greinke throwing over 100 miles an hour is just absolutely frightening. And I know early in his career, he did have like mid upper 90s stuff. Um, I don't think he was like sitting 100 or anything. I don't think he was sitting 99. Uh, but even just one pitch from Zach Granke that was over 100 miles an hour is is insane because he, he has this reputation as as like a command artist, right? As a guy who doesn't necessarily get you with stuff. He gets you with finesse. It's like, True. no, not really. Like when Zach Granke was young, he threw over yeah. 100 yeah, miles yeah. an hour <laughs> at a time when very few pitchers actually did that, right? So... Yeah, I he mean he's very, he's very a good. he's an absolute treasure of of a human being and of course a major league pitcher. That's so it. hopefully That's we it. get to see one he's, more year at least of Zach Greinke. He's Granke a treasure in the of a human being. He's a treasure of a human being who one time in two thousand nine took on Chipotle. And I mean, not all <laughs> heroes wear capes, right? Some of them wear baseball uniforms. And the reason why that quote is so special to me is because of how it ended. Zach Greinke was asked about the guacamole at 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 Chipotle and and Granky said this. He said, "I like the guacamole. Now I don't really love the guacamole, <laughs> so I get it when I feel like it. They changed their guacamole from a dollar fifty to a dollar eighty. I mean, a dollar fifty is already pretty darn high, so they changed it to a dollar eighty, and I'll never get guacamole again." <laughs> and then he finished it off by saying, "It's not about the guacamole itself. I just don't want to let them win. This man is a competitor, whether he is eating lunch." Whether he is ribbing his friends and ribbing the media, as Jesse and I both can attest to, or if he's just attacking someone on the mound during a baseball game. But he's not wrong because here we are 14 years later, and the guacamole Jesse at Chipotle is currently $1.95. I'm surprised it's not more. I'm surprised it's not more, honestly. With how crazy inflation has been. I don't generally get guacamole at at restaurants because it, I mean that's honestly on the cheaper end. Like a dollar ninety five, I feel like is kind of reasonable for guacamole at this point. I feel like most Mexican joints are are well past well, that. Well, because at this they want to bring you like a bowl of guacamole, even though it's understood in this scenario that I just wanted guacamole on my burrito, right? Or I just wanted a side of it for these three tacos I have. I don't want a shareable bowl that you can bring to the table. That's not what the point of this is. Yeah. But guess what? They're going to charge you the same anyway. So you might as well get the shareable bowl is what I'm saying. The um, most beautiful part of that story, though, is that Zach Greinke's career earnings are over a quarter of a billion dollars. Correct. For the most all time. Yeah. For a, approaching all time. half a billion dollars, yeah. really. Right. Uh, according to baseball reference, it says $330 million, but there's a couple years here that are blank. So I think it's more than $330 million. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, the fact that a, that a guy who's made that much money is scoffing <laughs> at paying a dollar eighty for his guacamole makes is, me feel good about myself. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, Jesse Granke also told the same reporter uh, who wrote this article back in two thousand nine a very important quote, and I want you to reflect at times how I've changed your life. How I have helped make your life better because Here Frankie, we go. when pestered by this reporter, told the reporter, you're not allowed to write about me if you haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> 
see it, and then get back to me. So you're welcome, <laughs> Jesse. You're welcome that you're now allowed to cover Zach Granke I am. because there I you have go. cultured you by making you watch movies. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we need to give Jesse his next movie assignment. So I would, uh, we are open to any and all suggestions. We'll put a tweet we're, out we're there. We're past the Christmas movies. Yeah, we are. Yeah, Die Hard. No, no Die Hard. Christmas Die movies. Hard was uh, the the end all be all of Christmas movies. So that that we put a bow on that. But uh, whatever your suggestions are, baseball movies, football movies, maybe movies that don't have anything to do with sports, that'll really blow his mind uh, because. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he's ever seen movies that don't involve sports. But. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. There's baseball in it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah gotcha. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, make sure, like I said, to tweet us your ideas or leave it here in the chat. We always love hearing you. Um, but make sure, if you haven't done so already, to sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, it's conference championship time, y'all, and it's time to make some money. There's only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. There's four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and a whole lot of money on the line. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets. That easy. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code of PHNX and bet that $5 on the conference championships to get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I also took some NBA action at a... At an odds boost tonight for uh, if if the the I think it was the Milwaukee Bucks winning and the Golden State Warriors winning and they're both favorites in their game seems like a no brainer. We'll see yeah. if I'm back here on Monday, uh, you know, talking about how much money I won. But I do know, regardless if I win or lose, I'm going to save money, just like Zach Granke on guacamole by not purchasing it. I'm going to save money by waiting until the last minute to buy my tickets at game time. Of course, Zach Granke would definitely use the game. For oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. See, Zach Granke is a man of culture and class, and Zach Granke knows that he's a very busy man. There's no way he can make plans. What six months in advance? Like I'm supposed to know already that I'm going to go to Pink in <laughs> September at Chase Field? <laughs> what? I might be dead by then. I can't invest <laughs> in tickets this early, so I'm going to wait till the last minute. I'm going to go see Pink at Chase Field by saving 60% the day of the concert, and I'm going to be a happy guy, and you can too. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them. Last minute, it doesn't matter. Concerts, movies, or not movies, I guess they are movies, but shows, uh, stuff out of Gamage, all sorts of things. Sporting events, of course, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Uh, we got some ideas here. Kenneth Felix says, make Jesse watch Ready to Rumble. And that's probably <laughs> the best idea of anybody so far. Uh, Brett Johnson says, watch Little Big League. Little Big League is one of my favorites. Like, I don't even classify it as a kid's baseball movie. You can be a full-grown adult and see it for the first time and enjoy the hell of that movie. And we didn't it make it up. through. There's there's a number of baseball movies that are still on the list. Yeah. I think that oh, we yeah. have to get We got to make sure so Jesse maybe, watches Maybe that's everyone. where we go. Maybe that's where we go. Gabriel next. has Goodfellas on there. I just don't know if Jesse's ready for Goodfellas yet. I mean, he did make it all the way through Shawshank Redemption. So Can we we'll talk see. about Gabriel's earlier comment? Which about, He said the, the day they charged me for ranch, I'll burn the oh. establishment down to the ground. But my question is, we're talking about Chipotle here? Do you, do you get ranch from Chipotle? Look, don't don't judge the man. Don't judge what the man. What would you put? I've gotten ranch on a chicken would you burrito put, before. That's prisonable. That's a prisonable offense. No, yes, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You guys are just painting yourself into a corner. That a I think they're doing you a favor by charging for ranch because they're trying to like discourage you. Like, are you, you know who charges you really for ranch? Do this? You know, or, you know, who doesn't charge for ranch but puts it on a burrito or a wrap. 
Salad and go, Jesse. Salad and go. <laughs> they have several wraps that are wrapped like a burrito that they put ranch in. So yeah, I don't but hear it's it. not. It's I not the same as Chipotle. It. Chipotle and salad and go, not really comparable. You can get a salad at Chipotle. This is crazy talk. That's I true. Am, I feel. I feel insane. This is how he makes me feel. He makes me feel old and crazy, and I hate it here. Um, but you guys make me feel better. Uh, <laughs> All right, Gabriel says ranch from anywhere, but I'll chug ranch. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to get video of that. Game ranch is one of the sure. better condiments. Like of all the American condiments, ranch is one of the one of the better ones. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to argue with that. I put ranch on a lot of stuff. So yeah. Uh, I, I guess we do agree on something uh, before we go. But uh, if you guys agree that we are an enjoyable podcast, make sure uh, to subscribe <laughs> to us everywhere. You do that as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. We are so close to 5,000. So any support you can offer us there, we would appreciate it. And we have a bunch of stuff to give away, by the way. So let's hit 5K and give some stuff away. Uh, of course, all roads lead to at uh, PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again so much for being here. Happy Friday to you all on behalf of this guy who has not seen enough movies. Uh, Damon <laughs> behind the mic and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Cattell Marte is the best second baseman in baseball. <laughs>